0: Are you listening to the drunk monkey that lives in your brain, those 10 hidden motives that we all have going on? Learn what those are and what in the world is your drunk monkey. From today's guest, Matthew Ferry, he is a spiritual teacher, songwriter, and the author of the Amazon bestseller, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. He has been coaching thousands of top performers to achieve what he calls enlightened prosperity. He has a ton of wonderful content on his website, so please check it out at Matthew Ferry. that's F with like Frank, F-E-R-R-Y.com, and enjoy today's show all about how to quiet your mind and get a better perspective. Hello, this is Mary Jo Tinling from Teaching Your Toddler, and today we have Matthew Ferry joining us. Matthew, thank you so much for joining the Teaching Your Toddler show today.
1: I'm excited about helping out some moms.
0: Excellent. Great. Well, the topic that we sort of had decided to talk about is the sad states of America and how we sort of get over that. I mean, we've been going through this pandemic and civil unrest and just the politics of the last X number of years or whatever, and it's it's crazy. And so help us sort of I guess reverse course on how we're dealing with this as you know, as moms, as parents, as people, uh, you know, of the uh, citizens of this this country and the world. H- you know, how do we how do we sort of deal with that? I,
1: I think that the the first step is to embrace what I call an enlightened perspective, and an enlightened perspective is just something that that admits that all is well, and that's really tough, Mary Jo, because. Uh, our mind is a is inherited and our mind comes from all of our ancestors which were actually in very intense survival situations and declaring things wrong and bad and it shouldn't be that way those are those are phenomenal survival advantages that we've developed they're just they're backfiring on us today so an enlightened perspective is that all is well and so we just admit i'm sad I'm sad and I'm going to own it. And I'm just going to be sad because what you resist will persist. What you accept will transform. And life in America right now and around the world is is harder than it was before. So there's a contrast. But if we can just embrace the sadness and just say, I'm just going to be sad, what we'll find is it transitions very rapidly because the acceptance itself has so much power to transform.
0: It's it's so funny because you think about the the audience have little kids and their emotions are raw, right? They do not filter. They they are okay being sad, right? Like we as adults we want to be in control and we want to say, "ugh, we, you know, we can't allow that." But I like how you said, "I'm sad and I'm going to
1: own it," cuz our our little ones, they do. They do and and they don't they haven't yet fallen into the trap of cultural conditioning and trying to put on a show, pretending like you've got it together. And, uh, and the truth is we don't have it together. And and we are affected by this, uh, the, this big change that is happening in the world and it's happening on multiple fronts. And it's okay to just embrace... I don't know how to deal with it. I've never been in this situation before. It's not something that I have have skills around. And so I'm just going to step back and fully embrace that I don't like this. And then as I do that, all of a sudden there's some new inspiration, new creativity, new hutzpa, new ideas, new it 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 literally gives way to an entirely new way of existing, and it is the resistance itself that stops me and and holds me back because I'm I'm literally holding in place what I don't want. Mm. I I've
0: always sort of thought that 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 thought of um, you know that which does not kill us makes us stronger. I mean th- this is a lot of you know it's the crucible for a lot of us. We haven't been in these n- nobody's been in these situations for you know ever really. I mean we had a pandemic what a hundred years ago right so. It's crazy. So I understand you have some tricks that that we can sort of thrive through during this
1: negativity. I do, actually. Uh, I think that one of the most important things to do is to acknowledge that your mind is not your friend, that it's a survival system. and And that acknowledgement is is a enlightened process so you want to think of enlightenment uh, again it's going to point right back to this idea enlightenment's not a religion or a or a place enlightenment actually is just an expanded awareness and when you step all the way back and you look at the playing field you start to realize oh wow my my mind is really just a survival tool it's like a gps so I don't I don't have to listen to my GPS, right? Like like I look <laughs> at the road and I can see there is a there's an accident here. I need to go left. Well, my GPS starts objecting mm-hmm. and and I have to take control of my vehicle and my direction, even though my GPS doesn't quite understand the situation. I'm going to propose, after working with tens of thousands of people over the last twenty six years, that, The mentation, the mind, the mind chatter, the the negative mind, which I call the drunk monkey, has no idea what's actually going on and is going to relate to the situation based on a hereditary idea rather than in the moment, right? Not seeing grandma for the holidays is not a survival situation, and yet we have these survival responses. Your mind is not your friend. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think that's step one. And Step two is something really, really simple that we can all do, but it's something we forget to do, and that is to create your gratitude inventory list. And when I say inventory, I mean in your house or in your apartment, like literally walk around your house or your apartment and be grateful for each and everything that you own. And, and with your toddler, this is also a, such a great thing that you could do together. You could walk around and just be happy about that one pot that has the plant in the corner. And you can be happy about your TV. You can be happy about your device. You can be grateful for the bed that you have. And there's there's literally decades Of research, so I'd love for our listener to uh, to just do a Google search on gratitude research, and you'll be blown away by the science that that essentially says those who are doing regular gratitude experience more well-being. Period. Versus those who are focused on the negative or 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 neutral. So you might also list all the people that you know and what you appreciate about them. But that's a real simple thing that you can do to guide your mind in the right direction. It's not necessarily an advanced technique, but we don't want advanced right now. What we want right now is base because we're all in base.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow, that that's a great
1: technique. I think the last thing that I would uh, recommend is is actually a recontextualization. So in my methodology. We start by step one is to acknowledge there's a drunk monkey in my head. It doesn't care about me. It doesn't want my happiness and success. Nobody else calls me fat or stupid, just my mind. And so, (laughs) Right. right, so the drunk monkey, we stop listening. Step two is to acknowledge the drunk monkey is motivated by something deeper than my thoughts. And I call those things the hidden motives to survive. Greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, pride, resistance, and lazy. Those 10 motivations inspire all my thoughts. So if I can spot the motivation and and bust it, my thoughts quiet down. Step three is to begin to ascend into enlightened perspectives like just examine everything that you believe and what you'll decide is oh wow i believe things because of where i was born i'm so i'm geographically belief oriented if i was born in a different part of the country or a different part of the world i would believe something different therefore my beliefs aren't actually real they're not true they're not valid i'm not the ruler of the universe what i want doesn't matter no one actually cares what i think giving my opinion is the source of my suffering
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that if I didn't give my opinion on it, then I wouldn't suffer because my opinion creates resistance and conflict and strife. So you ascend out of opinionation and you go into these enlightened perspectives, which is all is well. And then that helps you to do well. But that leads me all the way to my third tip that I would give people, which is to recontextualize the situation. And that's the fourth component Of my rapid enlightenment process breakdown is the beginning of breakthrough and this situation that we're in right now will give way to the next surge of positivity in my life and what there is to do is to embrace the breakdown embrace the sadness embrace the anger embrace the upset embrace the isolation it's like not not only embrace it but just be isolated like go into your monk mode go into embracing your toddler at a at an even deeper level embracing your family at an even deeper level just retreat retreat on purpose rather than retreating because you are being forced to consciously ride. retreat right that's, like, right. Mm-hmm. that's right ride your horse in the direction you're going
0: <laughs> wow Yeah, that's, those are great. I, I, I I love those, the, the 10 motivations. Those were really, because I mean, our brain is wired to believe the negative more readily than the positive, right? So we have to actually train ourselves to not do that, right? Yeah.
1: and, And here's the interesting thing. Um, you know, I'm a fourth generation personal development teacher. So my father was my mentor. Uh, and he was a a um, personal development team, I still is in the real estate sales training industry. His mentor was a man named Earl Nightingale, who essentially started the personal development industry. Mm-hmm. And then right. his mentor was a man named Napoleon Hill, who wrote oh, the yeah. book that kind of like launched the whole thing, right? Yes. And so i have been I have been immersed in personal development my entire adult life. and And what I found was, that training the brain to be positive, training your mind, let's call it your mind to be positive, is really difficult. It doesn't really care about positivity. <laughs> it, it, I would look in the mirror and say, you know, I'm a powerful person. And then the drunk monkey would come swinging out of the jungle and say, you're stupid for even saying that. <laughs> and so the more, the more effective or more probable way to get our mind to stop being so negative is to actually acknowledge that negativity is a phenomenal survival strategy and then to step back and be honest. The thing that is going to kill most Americans, most Americans, stress and food, Mm -hmm. cancer, heart attack. That's going to kill most people (laughs) by a lot, right? By by Mm -hmm. a, a margin that is not even imaginable. And yet the mind will spend all of its time, Freaking out about all kinds of things that are not likely to kill us. Now, did they kill us in the past? Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. But we're in a new time. It's time to update our perspective and our our let's say, genetic hereditary you know processes. We have to update them for the world that we're living in.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, because we, we we're so used to engaging that. St- that sympathetic system, right—the fight or flight system—versus the parasympathetic
1: system, which is really where we want to be. Exactly right. And mm-hmm. and again, for me, what I found is the way that you get positive is to be as negative as possible. <laughs> and that just blows people's minds. I mean, you know, my, I've spent my whole life in the personal development industry, and that that immediately disrupts most personal development types. Yeah. But if you will, if you will, for example, like uh, if I'm a mom and I'm and I'm thinking about sending my my toddler to uh, preschool, and i we're in, and we're in the middle of the pandemic, and I'm having like heart palpitations on a regular basis, should I? Shouldn't I? You know, the school says they're taking precautions, right? There's all of these uh, all of these crazy thoughts that go through our head. Mm-hmm. The most powerful thing you can do is to actually face the worst-case scenario and to write it out and to and to be present to, like, this is what I'm afraid of, and then make a plan. If that negative, terrible thing happens, here's what I would do. Now, of course, we don't like it. It's It's nasty. It's terrible. It's disheartening. It's frightening. But something happens when you face the worst-case scenario. You make a plan for it. And you make peace with that. I don't like the plan, but I'll do it if it happens. Now, all of a sudden, there's a new level of freedom and creativity and resourcefulness and joy that bubbles up. And it really fires up positive decision making.
0: Wow, that is a tactic that I have not heard, but I I love that. So you're you're just sort of letting yourself go to the worst dark place. And then from there, you you, you can start to
1: look at the good side. Yeah, yeah, it's literally like saying, um, "Come on, drunk monkey, let's go, let's go, all, <laughs> let's go all the way to the darkest, you know, most negative." Because the drunk monkey will go there no matter what. The drunk, the drunk monkey doesn't care if you're happy. The drunk monkey is an information uh, machine. It's giving you information about. The the journey you're on, and its job is to help you to find those pleasurable things and avoid those negative, harmful things. That that's what it's doing. Mm-hmm. So if you'll embrace it fully, then you'll quiet it down. If you try to resist it, you'll you'll ramp it up. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a
0: little kid when they want your attention, right? Like just give them the attention. <laughs> Right. Instead of ignoring them, because then they start to freak out and have their own thing. So I've got to ask you, what is the source of the drunk monkey? Like, how did you think of that or where did that come from? Because that's that's
1: a really interesting concept. Well, for me, when I was 21 years old, I was studying a uh, Mexican man who lived in Texas at the time who was a meditation teacher. And he was he was talking about the uh, Jose Silva was his name and he was talking about this eastern idea um you know the monkey mind and i remember 21 partying crazy out of control person my at that time and thinking to myself man i don't have a monkey mind i have a drunk wasted monkey my monkey is <laughs> absolutely bonkers and it stuck i, I uh, of course it's uh, grammatically incorrect to call it the drunk monkey but uh, you know grammar and spelling were never really my thing uh but the drunk monkey became a representation for me uh which helped me to separate that there was a biological function occurring that was forecasting the negative had a desire to fit in was was trying to look good was try has opinions on everything, including all the things it knows nothing about and as I started to pull apart what the functions were of the drunk monkey, it actually gave me more power to be at peace, experience more joy, and make more positive decisions for myself
0: wow that's that's really incredible um that yeah, I love that concept so We've done a lot, and, and I love the idea of just taking yourself to that dark place, letting that joy bubble up, like you said. Um, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of you know guests on here who talk about mindfulness and who talk about things. But I would love to hear sort of your practices for helping walk through this in a, in a more mindful way, and, and what, what are your recommendations?
1: Really, really good. Well, I would say I would start by every day saying two things breakdown is the beginning of breakthrough so what i like to do is i like to put reminders in my calendar and when i put the reminders in my calendar they pop up and then i and i'm like oh yeah i forgot because until you are a member of the breakdown is a breakthrough club you need a reminder because you won't remember So you put it into your calendar, it pops up. Another thing that I would have pop up, let's say midday, is something that says, my mind is not my friend. It doesn't care about my happiness. And then the third thing that I would remind myself of, maybe in the evening, is something like, practice total and complete acceptance of all situations. All people, including myself. Now, these are three really tall orders, but these are the kinds of contextualizations that will dramatically transform the landscape, the emotional and spiritual landscape of your life.
0: Wow, those are
1: those are great.
0: um methods that i've not i've not heard i mean i love that idea of the 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 calendar sort of just because you're right it's not a habit it's not something that we we think of consciously un, unless we see it over and over and over right so those are those are wonderful ideas i i know your website is just filled with um content and you, you do is it a daily podcast you do a podcast you have all kinds of stuff right
1: yeah, I have a I have a, um Daily Enlightenment with Matthew Ferry. I I actually was doing it daily for about 265 days before I was like, "Uh, okay, I need to <laughs> take a break." A commitment. So I got about yeah. 265 of those up there. I uh, I think that that for our listener um the the fastest way to create some relief from the negativity and move into a positive direction is actually to go on the app store and download my free app, which is just my name, Matthew Ferry. And then in the quiet mind Epic life folder there, there are 23 daily practices. And these are just little six minute practices that you can take on. And if you listen to one every day or every couple of days or whatever, it it will bring you into a framework, that actually makes negativity irrelevant, and that's the key. It's not that you try to train your mind to do something. It's you actually transcend survival consciousness.
0: Oh wow. That's uh, I mean, six minutes. we can all find six minutes for for that.:
1: Yeah, even even if you are uh, even if you just have one earphone in your ear and you're hanging out uh, with your child. And letting that just sink in, that would be really powerful. Absolutely. My, my gift to the to the world.
0: Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, your website matthewferry.com, and that's Fairy with an F. Um, I will absolutely leave the link in in the show notes so that people can find you and find all of this information and also the app, like you said. And um, that's great. Is there uh, are there any any other places that we can find you
1: that you would like the audience to know about? Ah, if they haven't read my book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life, uh, if, if you would like to have a quiet mind or an epic life or both, then that'd be a good place to start. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Great. Well, thank you. I so appreciate it. What would be what would be sort of your um, your parting words of wisdom or one last thing that we would want uh, to tell the audience?
1: I think we would I would just say that enlightenment is the recognition That the source of life for you is the source of life for everyone and everything that we're all one thing expressing itself with infinite variety and science has essentially proven that that there's a background field of energy and information we call it the quantum field and all things are are an expression of that so be kind because everyone and everything that you're dealing with is just you you're dealing with you everywhere
0: Wow. Uh, I think we could do a whole show on that. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining the Teaching Your Toddler show today. It was a pleasure and uh, love to have you back if we can have a great topic. And thanks so much again. Um, And I hope that uh, listeners enjoy the show. Thank you. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at www.teachingyourtoddler.com as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler on Instagram and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.